Hey, race fans, uh, Paul Arkenauer, the voice of the Patriot Sprint Tour, uh, kind of doing a little bit of things differently for this offseason. Uh, we're going to try to grab a couple interviews with a lot of our PST drivers throughout the entire offseason, and uh, we're going to kind of give this a run and see how things go. Um, and so the uh, first driver that we're going to interview is a uh, driver out of Clay, New York, of the Moochie Motorsports number 98, as Joe Tranka. Uh, Joe, uh, thanks for uh, joining me here on a Thursday night. Yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, I think this uh, interview, interview thing is going to be cool, you know, kind of get the fans to interact with the drivers a little bit more, see what we're doing on the off season, uh, what we got to say about this season and just what, uh, you know, what we're up to. Yeah. I mean, I mean, definitely. And you know, I, what I also want to accomplish this is kind of, I want the drivers though to also get to know you though, outside of racing, you know, especially really this season, you know, we had a very abbreviated season. Um, you had two starts with PST. Um, how do you assess a season like this? Do you just kind of, scrap it or what what did you learn this season honestly uh not a whole lot man we uh we had a real good end of the last year uh we won a couple of races there we won that big one and uh we had a lot of momentum going into the off season and you know everyone's morale was high we were happy we were confident and uh soon like soon as the off season started we started building and like trying to get better and building different things for the car and just trying to be different and uh, find some more speed, a couple of tons here, a couple of tons there. And we thought we had some stuff figured out and we just, we never got a chance to really test it this year on uh, the tracks we wanted to and the tracks that we really struggled at. Uh, you know, we went to Canada, we were, we were pretty decent. Um, we tried some different things there that we learned over the winter and uh, it, it definitely helped, uh, but we needed to go a little bit more, you know, and it's unfortunate we weren't able to get back there that, that year or this year, but uh, we went to Penn Can and we struggled the whole time there. Uh, we actually had a problem with the car. We didn't find until uh, last race we were there for the rainout date. Uh, car was actually bent a little bit. So uh, we, we got that all stripped down. That's ready to go back to uh, Russ Mitten down at RPM. So yeah, we didn't really learn much this year, uh, you know, kind of stinks, but you know, it's the same way for all of us up here. So we just got to deal with it and, uh, you know, build for next year and try to be better. Yeah. You know, and honestly, probably the biggest bummer for me though, is the opportunity for us to go really out West this year to Ohio, you know, and kind of see what we can do out in those Ohio tracks, you know, with Waynesfield and, you know, ending the entire weekend with Eldora. Um, so, you know, it's things that you're honestly looking forward to, you know, you got to wait one more year though, for hopefully it to happen. Yeah, that, that trip I was really looking forward to. I've been to Eldora uh, twice, and uh first time we were there did not end well. Actually, the next year we went back, we ended up on the front cover, upside down, of the next year's pamphlet. So, uh, But, no, that's a cool place. I would have loved to have the Patriots out there, and uh, I think we had a really good car count. would have been great for everybody. But, uh, you know, it's the hand we were dealt for this year, so hopefully next year we get back there. I know Mike's going to do everything he can to get us out there and get some more races and some more money. He's very good at that. So, uh, you know. We'll see what the schedule looks like for next year. You know, you've been racing 360 sprint cars for the last handful of years, but, you know, talk about where you really got started, though, especially, you know, starting back from your quarter bench days, and then kind of just take us through, though, how you've got to where you are now. Yeah, so I started racing quarter minutes in uh, 2004, 2005. Um, played hockey before that, really enjoyed hockey, and I was to the point where I was playing hockey and racing for the first year, and I was either, you know, I'm either going to play hockey or I'm going to go racing. And uh, I chose to go racing. Very glad I did. Um, so we ran quarter midgets at the Syracuse Fairgrounds. And then we also ran at the Volney track up in Fulton, New York. And uh, ran those till I was about 12 or 13. Uh, at the end of it, we, I had two cars. My brothers, I think John had two. Ronnie had one. 
so we had a whole trailer full and uh, we raced a lot we raced down Connecticut a lot actually my brother Ronnie we went to Eldora the first year that uh, Tony built the, the quarter minute track there for the uh, you know inaugural race there and my brother Ronnie was the first ever feature winner on that track so that was pretty cool um, John did pretty well that we that weekend we did pretty well so that was pretty cool to go out there and then you know a couple years later we're out there in the sprint car but uh, yeah so we ran quarter minutes there for a while then I got into 600 micro sprints uh, we bought a little bit of an older car and uh, you know a lot different than a quarter midget a lot of wires but uh, kind of revamped that car rebuilt it ran a couple races uh, the following year did all right then we got a newer car and uh, we did the pizza log tour. I went to Weedsport and uh, Paradise, a couple other tracks. And we got a win with that. And uh, the next year after that, we got right into sprint cars. I was 13, I was 14 when I got into sprint 360s. So we only ran the micro sprint for about a year and a half. Um, but I'm glad I did. You know, it teaches you a little bit of dirt racing, a little bit of wing racing, and uh, definitely helped. Yeah. I mean, take us through, though, you know, of, you know, starting at the age of 14 with 360 sprint car racing and, you know, moving up into now, how much has changed in the sport of 360 sprint car racing from, you know, back then to now? I mean, it seems like, I mean, it took you several years, though, to kind of put together very consistent races and, and you know, and then finally last year is where you got your first win. And so, but it seems like every year, though, the competition never really got any weaker, per se, here in the Northeast. No, not at all. And when I came into it, there was kind of a lot of younger guys uh that were that, are, that were my age now um i was definitely the youngster um it was tough it's a very tough learning curve um the power to weight ratio it's and the competition is just so stiff up here and the tracks you know if you go down pennsylvania and stuff it's it still gets slick but it's a little bit more hammered down so it's a little bit easier to drive a sprint car when it's hammered down you know and up here there we got ice rinks and it's super hard to get a hold of them and you know we were still learning the sprint cars and uh, you know, our family came from asphalt, and uh, my grandpa had some of the some dirt experience with the USAC, but you know, he never drove or was a crew chief. He was a team owner, so you know, getting used to it. And uh, we had some good partners along the way. You know, Sean Don drove for us. We had some good crew chief, Darren, Bob. Um, but it it definitely was an extremely tough transition. Uh, it did take us a while. Um, thank God we got one done last year. Um, but you know, it's that just goes to show you how tough it is. You know, there was one week we would we would run have a real good night and then the next night we might not make the show so and you you know you even see that when they outlaw tour there's some guys that are you know up front every night and the next night they don't make the show so it's it's just so tough you know you got to be good night in night out uh, you got to do your homework you got you got to understand your car you got to do what's comfortable for you and that's what we really focus on the last couple of years is uh you know we kind of got the cars now where you know we might run some weird stuff in them but i can drive them i can drive them hard and i, and I like it and i'm comfortable in it so you know i always told my guys I don't care if, you know, we're a little loose, we're a little tight. As long as I'm comfortable, we'll, we'll be okay. Right. Yeah. And, you know, speaking of, you know, now with your grandpa and everything and, you know, now being, you know, the hired driver and, you know, just talk about, though, not only, you know, you being your his grandson and everything and being able to drive for him, though, but what does it mean, though, with Ron Mucci, who has, has been such a respected name, Mucci Motorsports in the central New York area and beyond, though, what's it mean, though, to race for someone like Ron Mucci? Yeah, you know, it's it's really cool. You know, me and my grandfather got a special bond that, you know, goes back years and years and years. You know, when I was still racing quarter midgets, he still had the USAC Silver Crown team. And uh, there would be a couple weekends I'd take off. We'd go out to Springfield, Illinois, or uh, we'd go to DeCoin, or we went up to Thompson. Uh, and it would just be me and him for 18 hours in the tractor, you know, trucking down the road. And uh, 
you know, it's just cool to listen to his racing stories and life stories, business stories. You know, I learned a lot from him. Um, he, I continue to learn from him every day. But, no, it's it's super cool. You know, he definitely – he definitely runs a very professional outfit and uh you know i'm proud to i'm proud to be the driver proud to be his grandson um and i, I you know we're we're all our whole team's proud to you know uphold that professional out, you know outlook and uh everything we do try to do a professional try to do the best we can and you know high, you know hold ourselves to a high standard yeah for sure and then you know the last i believe last year was his first season though but racing with your brother um you know the last two years you know he raced a little more for uh John Brutcher last year, and then this year he kind of was I got an opportunity there with a Stelter Racing, though. And you know, you and I talked about this actually in the off season, though, where I don't think we had a brother duo on the tour since the Breen brothers. And so to have you guys both on the tour, you know, both traveling down the road, and um, you know, seeing you guys together, though, how fun has that been the last two years? It's it's been a blast. You know, we we race together in quarter, but it's not in the same class, but we, you know, we're still racing together and. Uh, you know, now we're out there together and, you know, it's, uh, we haven't had a lot of heat races or nothing together, but, uh, you know, before he got in the sprint cars, I would always catch a lot of guff from him, you know, when I got home and if we, if we sucked that night, you know, we got lapped or whatever, just for no good, you know, he thought he, he was Steve Kinzer at the time, you know, <laughs> and then he gets, he gets in a 360 and, you know, he realizes it's, it's not easy. And, uh, but I'll tell you what, he, he, he definitely surprised me. Uh, he's not afraid of the throttle. Um. I think that comes with his, you know, his age, you know, once you kind of, I was the same way. Once you kind of mature in these things, like it ain't all about the throttle, especially up here, but no, it's been super cool. Um, last year when we did that Canadian swing, uh, we went Brockville, Cornwall, all that good stuff. We were the night before we were car washing or something. And he bet, he bet me that he was going to beat me in the heat race. So I said, that's fine. And we ended up being in the same heat race and uh, I started last, he started third or something. And we're like wanting to go. I pass him around the top and then shut the door on him hard, getting into turn three. So he had to buy the whole team Wendy's, and it was you know just little things like that to make it fun. And you know working in the shop together, and no, it's it's cool. You know my family's been in racing forever, so it's it's always been in our blood. But now you know when we go to the family, my mom, my brothers, you know, uh, it's just everybody's all together. So it's it's cool. Right, right. And the night that you actually picked up your first A-Main win also be also happened to be the first night that your brother picked up a competitive win 360 sprint car racing where he actually picked up the dash though so that allows us though to kind of move into you know that night that you did finally pick up that first 360 win you know at a track though that you've had a lot of success at a lot of over the years and you kind of had a feeling though that was going to be the track that you're going to get your first win at just based on the amount of success that you had from years prior and you know the driving style and you know it seems like that night though everything kind of fell your way where you were able to, you know, finally pick up that win. Absolutely. And uh, I don't know what it is about Outlaw Speedway. It just, like I said, fits my driving style. Um, I feel like it's super racy too. You know, one of the more racy tracks we go to. And yeah, that night, you know, I, I, I believe we won the heat race and then it rained and we were just super good. And that was our third night out, our new car. Once we switched chassis builders to RPM, uh, Russ Mitten down in Pennsylvania. And, uh, we talked a lot that week and we're scaling cars and, you know, actually we kind of changed the whole program uh, during that week and we tried it. We went on hot laps and I, it's the best I ever felt there. And, uh, you know, we were just super good. And I know starting on the front row, I had to get it done. It was just, you know, I let too many get away from us. And uh, no, it was a very, very special win. Um, for a while, I was doubting myself, didn't know if it ever come. 
but uh, you know, we finally got it done. You know, and it wasn't a fluke because we backed it right up with uh, one of the biggest races of the year. You know, besides Canadian Nationals, but one of the bigger races around for here. So uh, that was super cool. But no, super cool night. My brother, you know, he ran real good. Um, the only thing that was uh, that kind of sucked about the night is my grandfather didn't come that night and you know he's yeah. like coming to the races forever with me and you know the one night he doesn't come we get our first win in a 360 but uh, lucky he was there for the one later on in the year yeah absolutely and you know you know was there a time though prior to that though Joe where you know is there one night that sticks out in your career where I should have won that race and something didn't just fall your way um, you know talk about you know maybe a moment though that we're man if, if I could go back to that racetrack or I did this one move on this one corner though, what would that be? Oh, there's, that's funny that, we're, that you're uh, asking me that question. Cause we were down national open last weekend watching and I was talking to Brent Hoover. Uh, Hoover worked with me for a while. Uh, me and him were like brothers. He was with me since I was 16, about 20. And uh, you know, as we were busting on each other, I'm like, man, I wish I could have got a win with you. And, yeah, there's a lot of nights, man, that, you know, like state line, uh, I just follow the lap car, you know, that was my fault. Um, a lot, all of them weren't, you know, nothing to do with anybody but myself, you know, and I own up to it. I always told my guys, as soon as something happened like that, I always own up to it because you know, I can't blame it on nobody else but myself. But yeah, I mean, state line, we should have won one. We followed the lap car in the corner, rolling wheels. I drove three quarters away past turn one, Lucas Wolf passed us. Uh, you know, outlaw, I drove right off turn three, passing Mark Smith. So yeah, you know, it's just... Once you're in that position, you've never won a race and you got a feeling you're going to be able to win it or you're, you know, you know, you're fast enough to win it. Uh, you just get excited. You get jittery. You know, you try to drive 10 times harder than you need to. And, you know, it's just you got to act like you've been there before. Sure. And, uh, you know, that's what I, I guess I kind of matured, like I said, in, in the sprint cars. And you, you just really, really uh, realize just to settle down. You know, I'm very, very cool, calm, collected at the races. I usually don't get heated up. Um, I like to, you know talk to other, you know, talk to everyone, you know, hang out with everybody. And, you know, I, I really, I just try to stay calm now. You know, when I was young, I used to get so nervous and I'd get really mad. And, you know, now I just, even when I put a helmet on, I'm just, I'm calm, you know, unless something stupid happens on the track, you know, then obviously it's nature of the beast. You're going to be upset with yourself or upset with somebody else. But no, it just, you know, kind of matured as a driver. You know, you listen to all the outlaw drivers talk about it too, you know, once you, you got to mature, you know, there's, there, there's a reason why Donnie shots is still so good and he's been doing it for so long. Yeah. You know, and honestly, that kind of takes us though. how honestly look at Jacob Allen, for example, you know, the amount of maturity and, you know, just listening to an interview him recently though, where, you know, he just, man, I'm out on the road, you know, I'm doing these things and you see though all his competitors though, they took things, the driver, you know, you have good cars. They all have good cars, you know, right. but to take it to the next step and taking this a little bit more seriously though, that probably was the biggest difference. I agree. And, you know, I would have to say last race, the last two race seasons, but especially last race season, I was probably the most focused and serious about racing I've ever been in my life. Um, you know, I, I would spend hours and hours at the shop during the week, weekend, if we weren't racing, just trying to find something that would, that would, you know, give us that little extra bit or a little extra speed here, something that would help us here. And, you know, there's no magic, there's no magic setup. There's no magic shock. There's no magic wing. Um, and we just finally hit on something with the help of Ross. And, you know, once we got in his cars, I just, I felt super comfortable. Uh, you know, I, it's just, you know, the way I sit in them, the way the steering wheel, it's just, you know, it's like Cadillac for me. I just feel so calm and relaxed and comfortable in them things that, it's just uh, it, it, we we put a program together that now you know I 
I feel like we're pretty competitive everywhere we go, you know, minus Penn Can this year, we, we struggled there, but it, you know, that's whatever. We'll move on from that. But usually we can be pretty competitive everywhere we go now. And we're, uh, we're happy with that. Yeah. You know, talk about, you know, not just PST, but also ESS, the people of the 360 sprint car racing family here. It's, I, I find it really hard to believe that there's a group of, you know, people that we all are a part of anywhere in the country that's as close as we are, as far as, you know, friendships that we've built and, you know, all these different types of relationships that we've built with people though. But, you know, that makes it a lot more enjoyable, you know, making it look forward though, to get to the work week. It's not necessarily always about racing. I mean, of course you want to be competitive and win, but you know, the social aspect and, you know, getting to see these people first six months throughout the year, sometimes eight, you know, you know, during the warmer months of the year in the Northeast though, it, it, it makes things a lot easier on the weekends. Oh, I agree. And, um, you know, that, that you couldn't have said any better. I mean, the, the family in racing is awesome. You know, when, you know, we go Patriot racing with, with PST group, you know, it's, we've done that a lot more the last couple of years than ESS. And, uh, you know, I love nothing more than going out West with the Patriots, you know, the hotels and, uh, just the good times you have sitting back with, uh, you know, somebody like Tim Zimbardi or, or, or Tony or, you know, even uh, Mike Emhoff, you know, having a beer and just talking, you know, about the races. I don't, you know, Jared could have won and we could have finished second, you know, but sure. it's all, you know, we're all there to, you know, have fun, race hard, you know, but no, the, 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 the social aspect of it is awesome. You know, I mean, there's been weeks where uh kelly and i have been in the truck and Susie zambardi's facetimed us with Vinny, their kids you know so it's just the little things like that that you like like you said it, it's not always about the race and it's about you know the relationships you made racing sure sure and speaking of relationships though you you know you dating kelly hebing though um you know racing with her though the last couple of years though what's that kind of been like though with like you know seeing her though also kind of take her own path as well as you know also honestly maturing as a driver, you know, she picked up her first heat win, you know, a couple of weeks ago at Penn can, you know, she's been leading more laps and races, you know, and kind of seeing her progression too, you know, and kind of being there also by your side and supporting one another though. What's that mean to you? Oh, it's super cool. You know, the, like you said, the last couple of years, she kind of went out on her own. Um, you know, and I, I gave her credit. There's a lot of times she'll show up to the races with just her and her mom. And, uh, cause, uh, you know, she <laughs> ESS racing or maybe went out of town racing so um you know it's just her and her mom and uh you know she trucks the whole truck and trailer there and back home and you know but no she's definitely progressed a lot she's gotten uh, a lot better you know it, it just takes time with everybody you know it's I don't really care who you are you know it's it's very tough to jump in one of these and be good right out of the bat unless you got you know like modify guys don't have too many problems in them they can usually jump in and be pretty good but you know, if you if you never ran anything of this caliber, or this much horsepower, or anything like that, it's it's extremely hard to get in one of these. So, no, she's you know she's done extremely well. It's been cool to see her, uh, you know, progress. And uh, I think she's uh, I think she's gonna be a little better last year. I thought she was very good at Penn Can. I was pretty impressed. So, um, yeah, she you know she's kind of in the same boat as we are. She had some momentum uh, there late in the season with the shortened season, and uh, now she got all off season. So, hopefully, she can be just as good as she was uh, last race beginning of next season. Right. Yeah. And, you know, not only like with Kelly, you know, Kelly Hebing that we're talking about, but, you know, her father's basically a legend, you know, in 360 sprint car racing, though. Um, what's it like, though, having him also kind of on your supporting side, you know, with all the success that he has, you know, three PST championships, two ESS championships, um, well over 80 wins, though, between both tours, you know, I mean, 
he's certainly a guy though to talk to and you know kind of having him though but you know some of the stories that he has as well though are also really incredible during his career oh yeah it was uh Back when we were running quarter midgets, my grandfather used to – we used to – every time ESS came – or Patriots came around, you know, this area within an hour or so, uh, which is a lot of tracks for us. But if we were free, my grandpa would take me out to the races and we'd go see the Cobra. And I never really understood it because I was young. Um, but my grandpa helped him out for a few races or a few seasons, something like that. And uh, so we always go – just go and watch him. I remember this one time we went to Weedsport – and uh, he actually put it into the cornfield and getting into turn one, leading or running second or something. But uh, that's one of my favorite stories, you know. But, you know, as a little kid, you walk back to the trailer and the, the car's wrecked and all that stuff. But, no, it's, it's, it's pretty cool to have them, uh, you know, in my corner. There's, there's a lot of times we'll call each other during the week and just bounce ideas off of each other. And, you know, this is what I did. This is what he did. And, uh, you know, he'll say, oh, you're nuts for running that. Or I'll say, oh, I don't know how you run that. And, but, uh, you know, we don't we share stuff with each other, but it's not like, you know, we, we run exactly what each other runs or, you know, as he's had obviously way more success than I have, but you know, we, we kind of do our own thing and talk about it. And, uh, but no, he's definitely, he's definitely been helpful. You know, we'll talk track conditions or kind of, you know, maybe if I'm doing something wrong, he'll point me in the right direction, but no, he's, he's a very cool dude. Uh, very, you know, very down to earth. If you don't really know the true side of Chuck, it's uh he's a very, very good person. Very true, you know, and I agree. You know, you know, you know having him with on uh, with us on tour uh, two years ago when he actually won the championship. Um, of course, you know, he won his first two championships in '05 and '06, which was well before our time. You know, where we got involved in the sport. But um, Joe, though, uh, really appreciate though you for coming on. Though, uh, you know, what is you know what do you have to do in the off season though, and then how do you get ready for 2021 though, when you really didn't do a whole lot this year oh like i said we already uh we already stripped our car uh we've built another one mm -hmm. uh we've had we have uh two more in the shop that were built from last season uh all of our motors are fresh uh shocks are fresh so i don't i don't know i think it uh the lights are going to be off in the shop quite a bit this winter you know i mean we'll still be there but uh that's something we also learned is you know I said that we spent a lot of time in there, but you can't spend too much time. There's been nights where we sat there just thinking of dumb stuff to try to get better. It just doesn't help you, you know, or there's been a lot of nights where we couldn't figure something out and I just, all right, let's leave, get a clear mind. So I think we'll, you know, make sure everything's square and good for this upcoming season and, uh, you know, kind of roll with our same package, just like we, uh, we were planning on rolling out for, for this season, you know, unfortunately got, you know, cut short in only a couple of races, but, you know, just a normal off-season thing. You know, if, if it was a normal off-season, we would already uh, be – well, not yet, but into November we'd be, you know, tearing cars down, getting motors back out. And uh, we try to get everything done, wrapped up, ready to race right after Christmas. That way we kind of have the rest of the winter to uh, enjoy ourselves, some snowmobiling and stuff like that. All right. Well, uh, thanks, Joe, though, for uh, kind of being the guinea pig also for this uh, project, though, that hopefully we can do, though, for uh, – for all of our PST drivers and, you know, 360 drivers, you know, hopefully maybe we can get some crew days on family members, you know, like I said, though. I definitely um, think you should get Zach on here. Yeah, absolutely. You know, we'll work on that, you know, <laughs> so, but Hey Joe, uh, really appreciate the time though for you tonight. Um, race fans though, uh, this will be up uh, very, uh, very soon though. And uh, be sure to, you know, kind of share this with your friends and, you know, family members and whatnot though. We're going to really try to do this. Uh, Joe, thanks for tonight. Thank you. Thank you.